Welcome, welcome once again to Gospelicious Radio. My name is Adam Miner, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my friend, my brother in Christ, my pastor, the Reverend Timothy R. Howard, Jr., everyone. Giddy up, buddy. Giddy up. Amen. Amen. And with me, as always, is my brother in Christ, fellow elder here at Eastford Baptist Church, Adam Miner. Hey, and by the way, I, I'm going to start off today before, because we, we got kind of a heavy show today. I know we're going to be dealing with some some uh, heavy issues, but before we get into all that heavy stuff, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, and I was going to post something on the the Gospelicious social medias uh, this past weekend, but I didn't. Uh, I figured I'd surprise everybody. This past Saturday was my brother's uh, birthday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so happy birthday, brother! I got a little surprise for you, and then what? I want you to. Uh, I'd like to have you open here live on uh, Gospelicious. Yes, no. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know. Birthday this surprise. Is, this is a legitimate surprise. I know. I, 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 I yeah. No. Thank you so <laughs> you much. I, I want to get his reaction to some of the things here. All right, you know. Okay, yeah. All so, right. Oh, look at that! You see? Yeah. For the, we look at this. We we talked a little bit about the uh, the uh, the. The Fresh Maker. Yes. We're going to have to talk about that and, uh, yes. at some point. For those of you guys who don't know, The Fresh Maker is a, a project. Our, my buddies and I, this is long before I even met you. Yep. Um, my buddies and I back in high school and college did a little film project. Yeah. Where film it, it, <laughs> it's a complete ripoff of Mentos. It's amazing. I mean, but 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 this it's thing, a, you, got, you guys got to understand that this... And by the way, I left the. Uh, I just realized I left the. Uh, I left the price tag on the back of it. Yeah, which is normal Tim Howard. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if it was, you know, yeah, if, I know. If this is where it yeah. actually came from. I know. Probably yeah. on sale. It, yeah, nah, but <laughs> I appreciate that because they're out of business now. I'm pretty sure, but they, yeah. uh, I know, but they. Uh, great. But, but, For those who are just listening, uh, what I'm looking at is a Mentos uh, candy puzzle. Yes. In a in a big tube. That looks awesome, man. That's yeah, the, the the fresh maker, you know, again was like you say, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a film project, you and your buddies, mm-hmm. and uh, and Mentos played a very big role, obviously, in yes. the yes, my name, the hero of the video, being named the fresh the maker. fresh maker, right? Uh, <laughs> our <laughs> the idea was that that Mentos gave me superpowers. Yes, so <laughs> I'd be I'd be like, but but you all have to understand that 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 this was like a full fledged like like. Trilogy, right? It was, was it a trilogy. It was the the, the first, with posters yeah. and DVDs and everything. This was a full fledged like series. Here. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that stuff on the socials <laughs> so you guys know what we're talking about. Uh, the, yeah. the first one was literally just like a three minute commercial where mm. I wanted the Mentos so bad that I literally ripped a car out of a swamp to get it. I used a chain like a lasso and just lassoed a car and just pulled it. You know, meanwhile, there's a tractor off camera pulling it right. on, like... <gasps> That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and then the second and third ones, we just ripped off Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. It we, was... uh, I would use the Force to get to, to, to flip a car over. Oh, yeah. It was all about cars for some reason. Oh, yeah. You know? And then the third one, the, the second one was like a 10-minute movie. And then the third one was like a thirty-five minute. It was a long. Like, yeah, it was. It was. It was we, like we full like fledged. Golden eye references with the first yeah. person. We did <laughs> uh, like outdoor scenes. It was. That was. 
We had special effects. Yeah, yeah. Lightsabers, or my father's calling me. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Dad, I'm yeah. busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had actual, like, at post effects, like, lightsaber duel. You guys did awesome. You guys did great. It was crazy. That thing took forever to, to do. Um, yeah. Man, we had a blast. Man, awesome. I tell you what, we're gonna have to do like a like a movie review of the uh, of the Fresh Maker at, at some point on on Gospelicious. You know? and, and for those of you who are new <laughs> and don't know Tim and I, mm. uh, you know anything that you've seen Gospelicious related, I've had short hair, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. In, in the Fresh Maker, my hair was down to my shoulders. I know it was long hair. Long, it was long, luscious locks. Gorgeous. Fidel Sassoon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a, a slow motion shot of me running, yeah. and the hair is just like trailing was it, behind. Was, wasn't there a part? I, not to give away any spoilers for if we yeah, ever careful. do, a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, but 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 didn't wasn't there a part in the movie? And again, I don't want to give away too much, but like where your luscious locks, where they like played a big role in. Yeah, in it? yeah. If I'm remembering, you know yeah. how you know how in every movie, yeah, it, it, we played off a lot of movie cliches because we talked about this when we were yeah. writing it. You know how in, in every movie there's a character who has long hair yeah. that there's like a haircut montage yes. where it's like they need to cut their hair in order to become the hero they need to be. You know what I mean? And for like, you think about it and it's like, okay, it's a haircut. Yeah. It's like, what is it? <laughs> Why? You're getting a haircut. A cool, it's I guess? cool. Like, yeah, I guess it's to look you know, cooler. I don't look neater. Than, it's like you know. the, I'm getting ready for war. Mm. Let me cut my hair. Let me cut my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Now I look good. And so we did a we did a parody of that. Yeah, there you go. Where I'm in the bo- the Bowens Garage bathroom, and <laughs> yes, uh, that's right. I there's a sh- I'm literally snipping my hair off, <laughs> and I have the world's worst buzz cut. That's right. This, that's this right. I forgot about that. Brutal. That's amazing. Yes. But that's yeah. 18 months worth of that's hair right. growth. Amen. Amen. You know, dedication no. to the role. You know. That is. That is. But thank you for this. Yeah, you got this, that. This yeah. is an inside. Yeah, yeah. This I, is an inside joke. I saw before. that and I said I got to get that for him. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I got a couple other things in there for oh, you. Yeah. Nothing major, you know what I mean? This I just figure, you know, yeah. A multifaceted... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I got ooh. you I got you some, yeah. A couple of canvases. Canvases, because... Okay, all right, thank you very I much. I wanted to make sure that you, you know, had, you know, something to paint. You know, thank I mean, you. I know you like to paint, you know what I mean, along thank with you. me here. and Yes, and, yes, uh, I, I will say, I... I Pastor has been... Uh, Tim, you've been a... A definite uh mm-hmm. encouragement and a inspiration as far as the rejuvenation of my love for painting amen for sure i've watched bob ross forever oh, yeah. I love we bob. both have oh yeah kid. um your your enthusiasm for it though has kind of rubbed off on me in the last few years um and i've kind of rediscovered it myself yeah. and it's been really cool it's been cool to be able to turn that into like a ministry here too um yeah. you know where we did um where we do the community painting classes and just did one which was pretty well attended we had some um some yeah. visitors uh during it which was, was great cool. and and so uh which is always fun just to do with the church family too but i mean but yeah yeah we i know we did a simple one next time we're going to do an actual oil bob ross time like i've done i i've been leaning away because it gets real messy and I get it. yeah and they take a little longer they take a little longer yeah. and, but i uh i want to do so much more forgiving though too it is it is yeah it's, it's easier in a lot of ways even though it's, I, I feel like it's more intimidating yes yes but I find it easier in a lot of ways. Much, much easier. Because you can you can really take your time because it just doesn't dry. Yeah. can so, move it around for weeks exactly, at a time and, exactly. and change it. You so, know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah. I love it. And Awesome, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah. Now, and, these are these are two... Uh, yeah. I know. I, they're I, tinies. I, you know what no, I mean? No, I, yeah, I forget you know? about the people who are just listening. Uh, they're two... Um, what the, what's the measurements on these? Just uh, four? Forget. Six? Yeah. 
four by six canvases? You know, I like the smaller ones because you can kind of take your time on them. I mean, they're good for acrylic and uh, and they're good for oil. I've done oils on the, that yeah, size, sure. you know, before sure. too. But and then I got one other thing in there for you. You know what I mean? Let's. Uh, uh, I don't know if you have this one. Do I you don't. You don't. I do ah, not. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. This but... is a copy of Adventure Island. <laughs> For the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes. Wow. What a what a gift. Yes. It was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorites. You remember that one? I do. Yeah. I do. I didn't play this. I, I played this one uh, a little. I like. I, I, I remember it. Um, but it's been a long time. It, you know what? That one was. I I, I do own that one. But uh, that was one of the ones that I remember as a rental. I remember, you know, we're old enough to remember renting from sure. Blockbuster or from these other places. You know, did, by the way, was there a Blockbuster up in this area? Or, yeah. Or did, oh, yeah. Where, where, where was it? Uh, from here, there would have been one in Willimantic. There would have okay. been one in uh, Dayville. Okay. Uh, where was it in Dayville? Dayville Blockbuster was uh, over, I believe, by the old, where the old Coles is now. Oh, okay, over in there? Okay, all right, wow. Um, I, for those of you who are not local, that I know, yeah, yeah I know, I know. Uh, but there was one in Willimantic on Main Street. Okay. Uh, so about 20 minutes away. Was that like the main... There's one, there was one in... Uh, I'm, I'm at the movie gallery, too, but same kind of deal. Well, that, that was my next question. Was that was like... Because, you know, we had Blockbuster down where I was from. But then there was also like these smaller video rental places. Like we had yep. Mo Movie Doctor. Yep. And... Uh, there was Family Video down in Ashford. Okay. Yeah. Uh, down where the post office is now. Okay. Um... There was a video store there that was there ever since I was a kid, but I think it closed a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As most video yeah, stores yeah, they're, have, there's done. I think that there's only with one. With the rise of Netflix and all that. One blockbuster left in the entire country right Oregon. now. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Road yeah. trip. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, no, you got it. Happy well, birthday, brother. Yeah, you got to do the, uh, the, the mega powers. Yeah. Mega powers hand. Nah, nah. But I figured that was, you know, hey, happy birthday, my man. Thank you. And you Thank got you so much. Amen. I know it was totally. I know. I, I get. You know, it was, you know again. Surprise. I'll put, I'll put these away. Yeah. No. 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 It's all good. <laughs> no. I'm glad for it. And uh, yeah, Mentos, the Mentos. fresh maker. I look. For, and it's a puzzle too. I like yeah. puzzles. I know. Well, I saw. I figured it was giant Thank Mentos you. thing. You know what I mean? But anyway. Thank you, know, you so much. You got it, buddy. Thank you, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, me. And guess what? Yes. It was a big one, too. It was 40. I know. I was, I w I was going to let you say it, not me. I know. I know. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. That's right. <laughs> I'm 40. I don't feel 40 sometimes, but sometimes when I wake up with that sore back, oh, I feel 40. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's funny because you, you know, you, you uh, for, for me, as, as, a, as a youth ministry worker, um, you have to... You have to try to stay young in a lot of ways. Yeah. Or else you're going to, what they call, age out. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. And I don't ever want to age out. No, no. <laughs> I love no, it too no, much. No, no, no. Um, and so, like, the more I get older and the more I see the next generation of kids growing up, you can see almost the passing of the torch from generation to generation. Yeah. And uh, it makes you feel old. It does. It makes you feel it real does. old. Yeah. There, there are kids that when I first started in youth ministry, there are kids now with families. Yeah. That's weird. That's that's odd. I've been, yeah. I, I've, mm -hmm. I've been doing youth ministry now for 22 years, Amen. I want to say. I started right out of high school. Amen. And um, as you can imagine, those kids that I would minister to would be between about 6 and 11 years yeah. old. So there are kids now that are like, 
28. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like almost pushing 30. Married and and I know having children themselves. Having children, having yeah, yeah. And I see that in the church and I'm like, your mommy was one of my Olympians <laughs> and I'm about to get their kids for the yep. first time. Amen. It's like the circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's been, you know, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to clip that. <laughs> what was the, what was the monkey's what was the monkey's name? Oh, you had to ask me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Rafiki. Yes. Rafiki. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Holding Simba up. Yes. I, yeah. always, I always loved that gift. Yeah. I, this is like my sixth sense of humor coming out, yeah. which I'm sure you appreciate. <laughs> I always love that gif of Rafiki. It's from the out. I think it's from the outtakes of the movie. Oh yeah, where he's lifting up Simba, but instead of just presenting him, he takes him over his head and chucks him. Chucks him. him. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, I've seen that one. That's amazing. I love it. The first time I love I it. That, I love it. Yeah. The first time I saw that gif, yeah. I it was so shocking. It was like I laughed so hard. Way harder than that's, I should have. Like I, was, I had tears yeah, in my eyes. I thought amazing. it was the funniest. Was I, great. I thought it was like some yeah. thing that uh, some custom thing that a guy did. Yeah, it was actually from, I think from an outtake. Yeah. Oh yeah. From, it's like, like that they like actually from the special features. Yeah, yeah, animated or whatever. Yeah. You know. I wonder. I wonder. I yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So funny. I love that. I love it. Oh, I love man. it, my man. Well, uh, thank you very much. Nah. Amen. Happy birthday, brother. I you're, that. you're you are loved and appreciated, and um, and you. very thankful for you, brother. Thank you. Amen. And thank so you very much. Sorry for you know dropping that on you. And during oh, Gospelicious, no. I was. I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it on Sunday, and then I was like, "Oh, Gospelicious! I'm gonna do it during Gospelicious." Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Nice. Oh, but no. Uh, hey, hey, that means a lot. Thank you very right much. Now. You got it, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to what we're gonna get, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, transition, transition, into, time. Uh, yeah, yeah, into other things here. Um, as 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 Tim mentioned at the top, uh, we do have a somewhat heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, today. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of current events that are going on that are um, really hard. Yeah. Um, and we're going to try to make sense of it in a biblical way. Yes. And, um, and try to really get a, a sense of what's going on and mm-hmm. our response to these things. But before yes. we do that, I want to plug a couple things. Amen. Uh, we have uh, YouTube and Sermon Audio. Those are the two avenues that uh, you can find us on. Uh, YouTube um, is... Uh, well, actually, I'll start with Sermon Audio, because I, I like to call Sermon Audio our semi-exclusive home yes. of Gospelicious <laughs> Radio. Um, you can find our video and our audio content there. Uh, you can also find our Gospelicious Classics. Those mm-hmm. are going to be going up uh, as well. Uh, right, right now, we only have the new stuff up, but we're slowly adding our, our archived uh, classic episodes Amen. as well. Uh, episode 2 will be up hopefully later this week. Amen. Uh, you can also see us on YouTube as well, uh, at Gospelicious Radio YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to us there. Like, comment, uh, turn the notification bell on so that you know when a new one is coming. Usually we've been releasing now every Friday afternoon. Yep. As a premiere, so you guys can check that out every Friday. Yep. Uh, new content every week from Gospelicious. Amen. Uh, we, um, if, if you want to connect with us via our social media, all of our, all of our links to everything that we do. Uh, you can just go to our link tree. Yep. Uh, everything, every link that you need is on our link tree. Uh, the, the the link for that will be in our description Amen. below. 
Uh, email us at gospeliciousradio at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, insults, all of that stuff. Amen. Feel free to do that. Plugs. Yes. Oh, one more. Yes. One more. Uh, we announced last week we're going to do this for yep, one yep, more yep, week. Yep. Uh, we're going to do what we call a Gospelicious Giveaway. Yep. We're, we're giving away a copy of Proverbs Daily mm-hmm. Wisdom by Crossway. It's an ESV. We're giving that away. Uh, in order to enter that giveaway, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Um, and like the video, uh, either this video or last week's video. Yep. Uh, leave a comment telling us your favorite proverb and why. Okay? Yep. Uh, and we're going to run this contest for a week or two, and uh, we're going to select a random winner from that pool. And it's as easy as that. Uh, we may even uh, just keep an eye out for announcements on that because we may even open up to our social medias as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, social medias? Medias. Medias? Is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, I don't know. You know I, I, medias? I, I, I don't know. It, social medias. We are getting old, brother. I mean, I like, mean, you know, I mean, is it the, the medias, medias? Social the medias. medias there, the Facebooks, the, the Twitters. It's not even Twitter anymore. You know, it's the, like. The, the X. The X. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, whatever uh, it is. And there's yeah. a, little, a little funny surprise in that little, uh, that little book, too, for you. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. Uh, Gospelicious giveaway. We're going to hopefully uh, do that a lot more often as we get resources for you. Uh, we came up on the spot. Last that was week, awesome, we by the way, up, yes. We came up with edify, entertain, equip. Amen. The three amen, E's. Amen, amen. The, <laughs> the three E's of gospel. Yes, name. amen. Uh, so brother. check that out. That's all our stuff. Uh, go visit our link tree and connect with us. We want to we wanna connect with you guys. So, amen. Uh, check that out. Now, let's get into it. Yes, yes, um, yes. <clears throat> as you guys, uh, are, I'm sure, are more than aware at this point, as we record this on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Yep. Um, you guys will be seeing this on Friday or after. Um, on my birthday, actually. Yeah. On Saturday, Saturday. October 7th, um, Hamas launched a surprise attack on Israel. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, killing hundreds, injuring more. Yep. Probably eventually leading to the death of many more. Mm-hmm. Um... And Israel declared war on Hamas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Hamas being the Palestinian, basically, war state. Right, uh, exactly. Militant regime. Um, and it's, it's, it's a worldwide uh, issue. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely something that's been going on, obviously, since... Um, since the institution of uh, State of Israel in the 40s, after yeah. World War II, and um, been constantly at, at war. This, this, uh, from what I understand, and again, I, I don't think uh, Adam or I uh, claim to be any kind of geopolitical experts or anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, so please, this is just our... Uh, That's what you're expecting. You've come to the wrong spot. Right, exactly. Um, uh, however, um, you know, since their institution in the 40s... Mm. Uh, you know, Israel obviously has been, the state of Israel has been at a constant state of war uh, with the Palestinians. And um, just even for, at times when it seemed peaceful. Right. It's not. It, it hasn't been. It has ever. not been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of that, of course, you know, has to do with a lot of, well, a lot of geopolitical aspects throughout the world. But again, these things going back to the ancient times, going back to, uh, I would even argue, back to the time of, of Moses, uh, even pre Moses, um, you know, and. A lot of it during the, uh, and again, this is just going back to history. And again, maybe maybe we could do another episode where we get into some of the mm. the ins and outs of the history of uh, Islam and uh, some of those things that kind of tie into all of this. 
but um, the long and short end of it is is uh, you know you know you just have um, you know because of the differences of, of religion and differences of uh, you know their viewpoints on you know God and uh, Allah and a lot of these other things you have this kind of you know just this um, and again, I'm not it's fundamental, uh, yeah, differences. Yeah, fun, fundamental differences. That's that's the word yeah. that I'm looking for here. Yeah. And so, um, and and so, I mean, they've been at war since that time. And obviously, Israel, you know, they they were created as a state after World War II, mostly because of what happened during World War II with the with the Holocaust. And they needed a place where uh, the Jewish people could actually congregate and actually, you know, not not that they, you know, were just a a, a religious state, but rather. Um, you know, a place where they could congregate safely and a place where they could uh, come together as a people because what was happening was is that they were gathered in Germany, they were gathered in Poland and other places and uh, and so as the powers that be kind of, you know, created the atmosphere of World War II and the Nazis uh, and what happened obviously during the Holocaust, uh, you know, the world decided, the United Nations, some of these other places decided that they needed this place and so they, they gave them that plot of land and really since their inception they have had um, all of these issues, and uh, as as you know, is to be expected in many ways. And so, uh, what we're seeing is just an outflow of that. Is really what we're seeing. And so, um, yeah. Anyway, there's yeah. been a lot of, of talk about it because um, the, it's framed, at least in the news, it's framed as a surprise attack, right, from Hamas. Um, the the discourse being that Israel was not prepared, right, for what happened, which which is could very well be true. Um, obviously, with how it happened, it didn't seem like Israel had any idea what was going on when it happened. Um, right. They just weren't ready. Um, I think maybe just because something like that hadn't happened in so long. Right. I think Hamas just kind of maybe took advantage of that and was like, now's the time. Right. And, if we're going to do something despicable, I mean, they, well, they well, correct, wouldn't correct, use those words, but... Well, correct me if I'm wrong, too. I mean, like, from what I've been reading, too, is that this has been, like, the most, the most bloodshed that has happened really... I, I think I was listening to one commentator the other day saying that this is the most bloodshed that's happened since the Holocaust. Since that, since then, yeah. Yeah. In the modern era. In sure. the modern era, yeah. Sure. I mean, as far as yeah. all the different wars and stuff I, like that. And, that and happened, I, yeah. I, I categorize the modern era as Holocaust forward. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so yeah, the Holocaust right. was just a, was just an era in and of itself mm -hmm. um, that was just so world-altering. That was such a... I mean, of course, I mean, that's all within the context of World War II as well. Um but the modern era being everything from then on, I would say from the 50s on. Right. Um, this is the most dramatic war effort, I think, that's been over in that area since then. Right. The most dramatic attacks that you've seen, the most casualties in one mm -hmm. attack. One, one shot. I mean, we're talking men, men, women, and children being slaughtered in cold blood. Right. Um, well, there was the one scene, too. I mean, the, the most famous scene so far, it was the one... Well, I mean, you talk about them being taken by surprise attack, and, and really, um, which is odd for Israel, because, I mean, they are the most equipped, I mean, be, because they're a United States ally, probably the Israel strongest has, ally. Yeah, uh, they, they, have, they have a reputation of being one of the best militaries in the world. They have that um, the missile dome, yeah, yeah, and all that stuff, but, but the way that they were able to, from what I understand, able to kind of circumvent a lot of that was, like, there was the, the one famous scene right now was that the... Where the biggest slaughter has happened was at a music festival that was happening with a lot of men, women, and children there. And they actually flew in, uh, the Hamas flew in on these, I don't know what you want to call them, gliders almost? Yeah, to they, like, they, they paraglided they in. They paraglided in, basically. Yeah, you know, there's and, video footage of this. 
Yeah, it's wild. It's wild stuff the way that they did. And, and people it literally was, dancing with, in the distance, paragliders coming in. Coming in, it's, it's eerie. It's just yeah, just yeah. sick world. And um, and so they were able to circumvent a lot of their their technology and a lot of their security because of these. And mm. apparently there was also. There was also, uh, uh, they, they, they came at it from land, sea, and air, according to most that I've read. And uh, other ways that they were able to circumvent, mostly because of small attacks, but yet it was affected yeah. in the way that they, that they did it. Mostly because they were going after civilians. That was, that was why this is so shocking. This is why it's so, such a, they weren't going after military targets. Uh, they were going after they were going after uh, civilians. And that's really what we do. I think th this is why it's been so sensitive Right. It's always sensitive when you're talking about attacks. Right. Military targets or otherwise. But this was this was a it, in all in all in all senses of the word it was a terrorist attack. It was. It's what it was. It's what it was. It was an attack on innocent people. This is something I don't think we've seen on this scale really since nine eleven. Right. Am I well? Well, would I be uh, wrong in yeah. That? One one commentator that I listened to actually described it that way. They described it as this is Israel's nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was. I mean, it certainly wasn't on the scale of 9-11, but in terms of the meaningfulness of what happened, it is right. certainly 9-11-ish to them. Right, right. 9-11-ish? Well, well, I mean, I would say... You know what I'm saying, I think. Right, I mean, I mean, quite, I mean as of right now... It I would mean, evoke the, the same emotions. It was the same emotions, yeah. I mean, like, absolutely. And uh, and even, you know, from... I mean, there's different reports coming in and everything else as, as to how many people have, have died or have been captured or anything mm -hmm. like that, but... Um, you know, as, as of the recording of, of this particular episode, um, I think that the numbers are in the thousands right now. Uh, or, you know, I yeah. think, yeah, from what I, from what I gather. And, um, and so at I least mean, hundreds. Yeah. And again, I'm not, this is all hundreds just, and uh, yeah, hundreds and, you know I mean? Into the, I know it was hundreds with the, with the one attack. It's only rising from It's here. rising. From so, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. And so it's, it's a, it's a uh, tough thing, but. Israel has officially declared war. Yep. On Hamas. Yep. That is official now. So Israel is now officially at war. Right. Um, this, uh, you know, we're, let me, let me start here. Yeah. Uh, we are two white dudes. Yep. From Northeast Connecticut. Yep. In the United States of America. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. In our everyday lives, um, the nation of Israel is... It doesn't really play a direct role. Not really. Right? Not really. So I want us to be very upfront in saying that um, obviously we're not Jews. Right. Um, however, a situation like this has an effect on everybody. It does. Um, because I, I think... Because it's Israel. <laughs> well, it's it, and that's it's, the issue. It's, it's a little different, I think, within, when it's Israel because... We're talking, we're talking about biblical, exactly, places and things. And honestly, I mean, Israel and the history of Israel is important in worldwide events. It absolutely is. Um, which is why I think this hits a little harder than say if this were to happen in. Well, I mean, just Zimbabwe. Well, or, well, well, well just just to give you an example. No like, offense like, to Zimbabwean, right? Right. But you know, you know, but, you know what I mean. It's it's a different. It relates to us differently because it's Israel. Exactly. Well, well, yeah. this is the thing. It's like gospelicious. We, we don't claim to be a political podcast. We right. don't. We don't talk about politics very often, unless even though unless, you probably know where we stand on. Right. Things. I mean, we're 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 conservative. Yeah, we're conservative. You know what I mean? Obviously, on these things, but um, you know, I, it's just the way that we roll. But yeah. we, we're not going to 
talk about the Biden administration every single week. We're not going to talk about all these different things because that's not who we are. But when it affects something that affects the scriptures, because we are a biblical podcast, we're a theological podcast. Um, and when it deals with something like this with Israel, uh, because Israel is so bi biblically related, uh, it warrants our our attention. Yeah. It warrants our, our time to be able to kind of at least discuss what is this? Because, because again, there are so many different opinions in regard to Israel within evangelicalism, within Christianity today. Even, you know, from, you know, two white guys in the middle of Connecticut, we have different opinions in our own church in regard sure. to this particular issue. Um, is this simply just another war in the Middle East, or is there something bigger to this? Right. And, um, right. and that's really kind of, I think, what we as we discussed it a little bit, I mean, we, we, yeah. in discussing this issue, where we kind of wanted to go today. Because yeah, that's the Bible does deal with it. Right, right. Is, is uh, I guess that would be my first question for you. Right, maybe, right, right. Maybe we start more general and we can kind of focus mm -hmm. in as we go. Mm -hmm. So as, as a, you know, for, for the majority of us who may be listening in Connecticut or outward, depending on where you are in the country, it doesn't really matter. But um, as, as Christians... Um, what is what is our response to this? What is our response right. to 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 Israel being at war? Like, what what do we do um, in response to this? What what's I mean? Right. Because I mean, people when something like this happens, our first response is we got to do something. Right. <laughs> like, what do we do? Uh, I need to do something now. Well, I need well, to respond. Well, well, like like for instance, okay, like that's just the nature. Just, of... Well, well, like for for instance, like, and I was going to go down this road before, but it's like, okay, well, we. You know, again, we weren't on the air at that time, but like with the Ukraine war, all right? Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, obviously some major war crimes that going on there during our hiatus and these things that are still going on right now, and we weren't able to comment on all of that, and we probably wouldn't have commented too much on it anyways, just because it's more, maybe, maybe not. I mean, it, I mean, it did affect yeah, evangelicalism. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, but, but I mean, because obviously war in general affects the world, it affects us, it affects everybody, but this particular case, we're dealing with we're dealing with Israel. We're dealing with Jewish people. The scripture deals with Jewish people. Um, obviously, you know, Christianity is very, very closely linked to Judaism. Um, you know, we, we read the same scriptures as, well, the Old Testament scriptures as Jewish people. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of connection there. And also, from some, and this is where we kind of get into this issue, and maybe we'll go down this path in a little bit, but from some eschatological perspectives, um, there is a uh, you know a potential future for the state of Israel becoming uh, more involved in the end times issues, and so when this stuff happens, it is big news in evangelicalism. It's big news amongst Christians, and so that's yeah. kind of where we're going. I know, I say, you know we're right. going to get to the end. We're going to get to that discussions stuff. because immediately when you hear Israel and you hear war. Right. A lot of people's ears go bing, bing. because and, it's and like, so many Christians are revelation, right? Right, you know. And we just so happen to be going through revelation, yeah. right? <laughs> which is yeah. interesting. But, but, but to your question yeah. though, like, what is our immediate response? Well, first and foremost, I would I would say this is immediately as in <clears throat> as we should be with every single war, whether that's the Ukraine war, whether that was the Iraq. Afghanistan war that was most of our lives that was going on, 9-11, these kind of things, our immediate reaction should be one of, um, well, you know, sadness, obviously, for the state of the world, and a desire for peace. I think at its base, 
Okay, no matter okay. no matter no matter what that is. So that starts there. That starts that's there. The foundation of that. Because as because be as that. Christians and I mentioned this I don't I, I forget if it was this Sunday or the last Sunday, but Christians should not ever be for war. Ever. Okay, I'm not talking about pacifism. And why is that? Well because just, well, just to keep the discussion. Well, because we have a prince whose name is Peace. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's the yeah. Prince of Peace yeah. and and I, it and makes I, sense that we wouldn't that we shouldn't desire war because we, war brings death, war brings destruction, destru- war destruction, brings, murder. I mean, all, yeah, all kinds of yeah. disgusting things that Christians should just not be for. And yeah. um, it's and a question so, I think that needed to be asked just to to, to you know. No, I, absolutely, yeah. because because I think as I think that this is and this gets into other issues of like how much our Christianity kind of bleeds into our Americanism because as Americans we're like, yeah, you know, America, war, let's yeah. go, let's yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it, man. And I think that there's that was there's, us cocking imaginary yeah, guns, by the way. Right, you know, America. And, yeah. and and I think in in a sense, it's like, well, that's that's a good thing because you know, again, I mean, as Americans, we we have this sense of honor, we have this sense of duty, we have this sense of of let's let's bring peace, you know, and and, and that's a really really good thing. But as 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 Christians, we should never be we should be for the end of war, right? And um and so I think that that's first and foremost. But as, as it relates to Israel. You know, obviously, there's a connection there uh, between Christians and Jews, and um, and you know, we see this going back to the first century. We see this between in the the, the basic division between Judaism and Christianity going back to the time of Acts. Okay, you know, you had what was the biggest division in the church right when it started? Um, well, it was between it was race. I mean, it was basically between Jews who wanted to continue living as Jewish people in the traditions and the Mishnah. And in a lot of those, you know, traditions that the Jewish people, the Pharisaical, the Sadduceical, those kind of uh, traditions, versus those who had been freed in Jesus Christ, and um, and so you have in passages like Acts, you have uh, Peter, for instance, uh, the famous passage where he has the vision of the of the sheep coming down from heaven, and what happens? Yeah. He says, he, you know, God tells him, listen, go kill and eat, and he says. I can't do that, Lord. Why? Well, because, you know, the Old Testament tells me I can't eat certain things. And he's like, no, you can go and do this. And obviously that had a bigger implication, not just for what he was eating, but for uh, who, who who salvation was available to. Right. It was available to the Gentiles, too. And, yeah. and, and that was, by the way, that was always the case. And if you go back into the Old Testament, because even um, the in the temple and in the tabernacle, there were places within those structures for Gentile worshipers. So God had always, always, always intended for his message to go not just racially, just to Jewish people, but to uh, a wider audience. Part of the reason behind why God picked, by the way, that particular sliver of land in the Middle East is why. Well, because geographically, God thought of everything. I mean, duh, you know what I mean? But, but he thought of everything because <laughs> that particular sliver of land where is it located geographically well it's 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 located between three different continents okay it's located between africa europe and asia yeah and really if you were traveling by land which is what most people could afford by that time most people couldn't cross the mediterranean most people could only go by camel or by you had to in that case go through israel and so if you go through israel what are you going to encounter what are you going to encounter the truth of God's word. You're going to encounter at least the Old Testament scriptures. You're going to encounter true biblical worship, and so God always intended, even for Africans, Europeans, 
and Asians, all of them, you know what I mean, from all three of these continents to be able to hear the message of salvation and be saved. And so, and so Israel played a huge part in that. And to hear about the coming Messiah, hear about his, his victory that he's going to bring to this planet and how he's going to bring world peace and everything else. So it was always intended in this way. And so when Messiah came, and obviously this is where the division happened, when Jesus came and he, you know, obviously he, he didn't bring worldwide peace, he instead died upon a cross it died and rose again and, and, you know, went to heaven. It was so odd for the Jewish people in the sense that, well, they were expecting this... Powerful military leader. Exactly. And, which will happen someday. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, we get into eschatology here, but... There was a bigger uh, right. a bigger planet play here. Right. And, uh, but obviously, Christ had a greater purpose, and that greater purpose was to defeat death, first and foremost, which he did when he rose from the dead. And so that, of course, created division... And we see that throughout the text. And so, all that said, and again, I'm sorry I'm hogging our time no, here, brother. Yeah, I, I, I would like to turn our attention, if I mean, everybody who might be listening to Romans chapter 9, um, you know, because I, I, think, I think that these passages really, Romans 9, 10, and 11, I think are key to our understanding of our relationship as Christians to Israel. Like, how, how do we, res- like, yes, we're dealing... And, and, and we had discussed this a little bit before the podcast. Uh, again, as we said at the beginning, we are not geopolitical experts. Uh, and, and I'm not going to get into all the nitty-gritty of the war and these kind of things because... Netanyahu strategies? Yeah, I, I, I don't really think that's our place. Yeah. We're a theology podcast. A lot, a lot smarter people can handle that stuff. You can go to another YouTube channel and <laughs> and deal with all that stuff. Whereas, like, we're 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 a theology podcast. We're a biblical podcast. We want to deal with like, okay, how is how is Christians should we deal with yeah. this? What should be our response to um this situation, the yeah. Jewish people? Because honestly, I I see in the wider evangelical movement, I see uh, a lot of not division, but different differing opinions on um, on how this should be handled, and uh, and and that's interesting. It, it's it's it is because you know in, yeah, ter- in yeah. terms. Of, let me ask you more yeah, about yeah, that please, real please, quick please, because yeah, yeah. I think that's that's an important point to flesh out. Yes, before please. You yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Do you, in your observations of the 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 greater Christendom, I suppose mm-hmm. what so. There are differing responses in, in, in terms of support of Israel. Yes, you mean yes. Okay, that's exactly. What so you mean so there's. Does that mean that there's. Does that mean that. They support is for Hamas, or is it just that it's? I don't support Israel as much as other people just because of the history of Israel. Like, is it more Israel based, or is it more like opposition? I I think it's I think it's more. Honestly, I think it's more theologically based, to be honest okay. with you. And, and part of that is... What does that mean? Well, part of it, I think, is because of... And again, we're going to get into one of these... I mean, I'm, this is why I'm thankful for our pod that we that we had a couple... Uh, was it last time or the time before where we talked about big theological terms? Yeah. Uh, dispensationalism. Sure. Okay, and, and we didn't really define that one. But dispensationalism, just a very, very brief 10-second... This is worth talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dispensationalism is a... Uh, is a form of theology that believes in it was it was it started it, it depends on how you view history but uh, popularized by C.I. Schofield okay and uh, and there was others before him but it was popularized by C.I. Schofield 
Schofield you might recognize with the Schofield Study Bible, probably the most popular or at least most well-known study Bible that there was in the early 1900s. And, and basically it purported a kind of theology that divided the Bible up into several different parts, dispensations, if you will. And uh, basically kind of outlining how God worked throughout the ages, okay? And so you had at, you, you, according to Schofield, and there are different kinds of dispensationalists, so I'm really generalizing here, um, but Schofield, classic Schofield dispensationalists, uh, believed in seven dispensations uh, going throughout the time. And, uh, you know, obviously God working, and there is something to it. And I, I will say this, I don't agree with every single part of it, but you do see God working in different ways throughout the ages. For instance, just, and again, I know we're going to get into a lot of this, but like, does God deal with us? today as human beings in the same way as he dealt with Adam and Eve. No. He does not. No. He doesn't walk with us in the garden. He doesn't speak to us verbally, I would argue. Um, no. He could. He could. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. So there's there was obviously a change. A key, a key point to make there. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I say this. This is not to say that he can't do those he, things. He, it's not to say that he can't. It's, he just doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. And so that tells us. He chooses us, not to. Right. And so that tells us. That there was a change at some point, okay? That there was a different, if you want to use the term, dispensation. And so, so dispensationalism was popularized. Now, the seven dispensations, I can go through that another time. Maybe that's a sure. whole other podcast. Sure. But Maybe, maybe um, in uh, $10 Theology Words Part 2. Yeah, exactly. We'll tackle that, we'll, we'll tackle that another yeah. time. But, but long story short, what, what, what it comes down to is that in, in a separate dispensation, God worked through the nation of Israel, Okay. And that led its way to another dispensation, according to the dispensationalists, of what is known as the Church Age. And that's exactly what I'm referring to when we talk about Peter, okay? And, uh, by the way, I'm sorry I'm stealing the show. Cut in, brother. If, no, you know, please, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I want to see what you're, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and so, so the separate dispensation, the, the Church Age, um, leading to a time wherein the Gentiles, sometimes it's referred to as the time of the Gentiles, Gentile age, meaning a non-Jewish, non-Jewish person. Yeah. Yeah. For those and, of you who may not know what a Gentile yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and so if you read through the Bible, I mean, yep. Gentile, yeah, yep. that's a good point to make. And um, which will eventually lead to, and this gets into eschatological issues, end time stuff, mm -hmm. uh, wherein, depending upon your viewpoint of the end times, which we'll get into, I'm sure you'll ask those questions, uh, the church will be removed, the church age will end, and wherein it will institute a new dispensation, wherein Jewish people will become the predominant um, force for the gospel, the force right. for Jesus Christ later on in a different time. Okay. Now, the the, the problem with that, it, here's here's there's there's a lot of yeah. little issues with it, and and please, I, I again, I don't want to make it all about dispensationalism, but I I will say this is that in the last twenty to twenty five years. Just speaking as somebody who looks at evangelicalism in the history of it and has lived through a lot of this, um, dispensationalism, that viewpoint, had been the predominant viewpoint. I, I think even with us growing up, like would you say that? I would agree with that. I mean, you, you like know. in youth group, in youth group here. Like, did you ever? I mean, I, and not to be whatever, but like, did you ever hear any kind of messages? 
or any kind of um, lessons about Israel and the future of Israel, like like dealing with the end times or anything like that? Like, did they ever get into that? or? Yeah, a little bit, and all of it was, you know, this is stuff that you're not going to see because you're going to get raptured. Right, which is a whole other issue. It's a whole pre. That's a whole other. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we can talk about that. Right, but. and it's a whole. It was a whole. It was the whole left behind generation. Exactly, and that was where I was going with yeah. this. Is that, is that you know, left behind obviously, popularized that viewpoint of right. the rapture, and and again, the rapture being, that point in time, and we're talking about pre millennial or pre millennial pre tribulational rapture. Right. Left behind being a series of fictional books released between I think late nineties and mid two thousands. There was like twelve of. Tim LaHaye. Tim LaHaye and yeah. Jerry Jenkins. Yeah. Um, that basically, it was a fictional account of the future uh, end times. Right. So. Yeah. And so and so what, what happened, that became so popular, but as with things that become popular, they quickly become demonized. Yeah. Really, really quick. Sure. And, and, uh, and they all, oftentimes, all, you know, become derided and all, oftentimes, like, you, you end up having this pendulum swing. I always call it the pendulum swing in theology, okay? Uh, whether it's Calvinism versus Arminianism, you end up, ha- you know, I mean, like these two opposite ends, you have times where it's very popular, and then it's times. And, and right now, we're going through a time where that particular viewpoint is not popular. Um, oh, where, of, of... Dispensational. Dispensational. Yeah, yes. okay. okay. Where the, this, because there was such a push, and because it was such a, uh, a driving force in a driving... In popular viewpoint, um, in widespread evangelicalism, uh, now you see kind of a pendulum swing to the other way. Uh, you know, kind of a, a back towards um, well dispensationalism. Towards, no, no, you're you're seeing away from dispensationalism okay. right okay. now, and and rightly so in some ways because I don't I don't think that dispensationalism really answers all the questions, but um, but. What that brings with it, and again, this is another discussion for another day, but, but that pendulum swing away from dispensationalism comes a pendulum swing away from a, um, dispensationalists' viewpoint on the future of Israel. Mm. Meaning this is that whereas there was a very strong sentiment for the nation of Israel in the 90s and in the early 2000s, we are seeing in widespread evangelicalism uh, almost like an aversion or almost a, um, sometimes even a, um, you know, uh, uh, dare I say, almost like, a, not an, I don't want to use the strong term anti-Semitic, but almost like a, like a, well, you know, like a, an ambivalence, almost like, like a, dismissive. A, yeah, dismissive viewpoint, like who cares what happens, they're just another right. nation. So it, it, it went. It went then from. It went then from. Israel is going to be a force to. Israel is us. Yes, and that's and that's kind of what I wanted to discuss today a little yeah. bit in regard to Romans chapter nine because I think it's a really really important for us to understand symbolic Israel symbolic yeah. because I do believe in that. Okay, like for instance, let's let's yeah. get into the text. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. that is that sound good? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah. So, Romans nine, right? Yeah. Well, so. Obviously, picking up, you, you can't have Romans, Romans nine without Romans eight, and and, <laughs> and so seven, six, I know five, four, and seven six five four three two one. So like, really going back I read to the entire book of Romans. This well, I just read the whole book of Romans. That would be a good podcast. Just read the whole book. <laughs> it's like, you why, know, not? why not? Why you not? You know, one day we'll just do it. You know what I mean? But, we'll just uh, read a book. 
But like going back to chapter one, right? Like going back to chapter one verses uh, 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 sixteen and seventeen, I believe it is. It says that. Um, well, let me just bring it. I'm in Romans right now. You know what I mean? Why not? Uh, I don't read it from the corrupted version, Tim. So it is says, the, "Is this the inspired Nasby?" This is the inspired Nasby. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know you got the ESV over there. I've been. It's all good. Go ahead. I've been on this. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I've been on this translation kick lately. And we'll have to talk about that another time. That's a good. That's yeah. actually that's a good pod. We'll yeah, do, we'll do translation. We'll do translation dick yeah. at some point. Yeah. But, uh, this uh, whether or not the King James is the truly inspired version or not, but uh, that's a whole other thing. I love my King James Bible. You know, <laughs> I know. I know. I should. I, I love a King James Bible. There, there was this. There was this clip that I sent. We have a group text uh, with our men's Bible study, and I brought the King James to one of our our Bible studies one day, and I sent him this clip. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there. But uh, Romans, <laughs> Romans chapter one uh, says this. It says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek." the Gentile. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written the righteous man shall live by faith. And so you have right from the, begin the beginning here of, of Romans Paul you know, talking about the, the gospel talking about the way of salvation talking about the good news and how he's going to relate it both to Jew Jewish people and to Greeks and to those who are non-Christians. Non and you have that throughout chapter 2, uh, where everybody is with, well, chapter 1 and chapter 2, where everybody is without excuse. The world is all guilty in chapter 3, Romans 3.23, mm -hmm. obviously, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, you know, salvation is not through the law. It is through, um, it is, the free you know, gift, 623. The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the man doesn't work for, for the law. And then Romans 6.23, of course. Yeah. And then bringing us to Romans chapter 8, where, you know, he talks about God's predestination, mm -hmm. his for, you know, uh, foreknowledge. We, we've talked about that. Who shall bring, verse 33 of chapter 8, who will bring a charge against God's elect. It's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who intercedes for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ, right? And none of these things. And obviously, he says, I'm convinced neither life nor death, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so that leads us to Romans chapter 9, which gets into the question of, okay, you mentioned this in chapter 1, it's for the Jew first and also the Greek. What about Jews? What about what about people who have, you know, uh, the, these people who are so close that have the Old Testament scriptures, and yet they reject it? What does he say? Romans uh, 9, verse 1. I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow. This is Paul, mm -hmm. again a Jew. Great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belong, notice, the adoption of sons, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, the temple services, the promises, whose are the fathers, which talking about the, the, the physical aspects of it, the fathers. Yeah. Speaking to the Jewish people's direct history with God. Right. Yeah. As the chosen people. Right. Yeah. And 
as it says, from whom is the Christ. Yeah. According to the flesh. Christ himself a Jew. Right. Yeah. Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. Who is over all God forever blessed. There's a special um, connection there. By the way, uh, just for those of you who are trying to prove that Jesus is God from the scriptures, right there, Romans chapter 9, verse 5. Mm. Christ, according to the flesh, who is over all God, blessed forever. Amen. So it just says he's God. ESV says, who is God over who all. Who is God over all, which yeah. I like the ESV's translation better yeah. there. But, um, so the question is, is, okay, they've rejected Christ. So what do we do with it? Did God fail? Verse 6. But it is not as the the word of God has failed. Why? For they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel. Hmm. So this gets into a really interesting discussion, right? What do you mean? Who is Israel, Paul? Who is the true Israel? And of course he goes on to say, he says, nor are they all children because they are descended, uh, because they are Abraham's descendants, but through Isaac your descendants shall be named. Of course, Isaac was the son of Abraham, but the child of the promise. Given by God, Isaac was a spiritual seed. Isaac was not physical. He did not come about, his existence was from God himself. The only reason why Isaac was born was because God opened the womb of Sarah. Mm -hmm. So through Isaac, your, your descendants will be named because Isaac was the man of, of God. That, uh, that is, it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. For this is the word of promise, at this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but there was Rebekah also, when she had conceived twins by one man, our father uh, Isaac. For uh, though the twins were not yet born, and not, yet, uh, and not done anything, good or bad, so that God's purpose, according to his choice, would stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls, it was said to her, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Mm -hmm. And so the idea here is, is look, no, uh, God has a choice of people, that there is a spiritual people coming from the line of, of, of Abraham. And it says this, and of course we know this text, we've dealt with this before on Gospelicious, we deal with election, what shall we say then, is that there is no injustice in God is there, may it never be. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, I will have compassion on, on whom I will have compassion. So then it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. Mm. And then he gets into the issue of, of Pharaoh and all of these other issues. Um, you know, why shall he still find fault? So I, I'm, I'm not going to get into all that because I've dealt with that before. But, but the issue here is, is that you're dealing with, you know, who is the true Israel? Well, the true Israel is the, the, those of faith, okay? Um, and so you're dealing with, you're, you're dealing with, um, the fact, and this is true from Scripture, that just because you're Jewish, does that mean that you're going to heaven? Does that mean that you're saved? Does that mean that you're really a part of the elect people of God? No. That's what Paul is trying to establish. Uh, so just because you're Jewish doesn't mean that you're saved. But that comes the question of what do we do with them? Because he, here he has unceasing anguish in his heart for these people. Right. Is there any kind of purpose for the national Israel? Because we're going to make two distinctions here. We're going to make a distinction between the spiritual Israel, which I would argue that both of us, being elect, sure. are a part of. Yes. Okay? But what do we do with the nation of Israel? The nation of Israel. Ethnic and national exactly. Israel. Yeah. And I think that's what chapters 10 and 11 deal with. 
And I think that this is the problem that I see, and of course you all know that I lean a little bit more reformed in my soteriology. And what I've seen very much in terms of reformed soteriology is so much focus on chapter 9 mm. that they ignore chapters 10 and 11. And because they ignore chapters 10 and 11, the, the, it, it develops in, the, in, in them almost like, like I said before, like an aversion. Okay. To the state of Israel. Let's go to 10 and 11. Then. Yeah, absolutely. You get what I'm saying? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm yeah. going on and no, on. This but is I, good. Yeah. Let's continue with that point then. So, verse 10, or, or excuse me, chapter 10, verse 1. Uh, it says this, Brethren, he gets back to the point here. Yeah. Okay? Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. Who is they? Well, it's talking about Israel. Yep. Right? Yep. You know, and so and continuing so, the point, right? Yeah. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Yeah. yeah. For not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone who believes. And of course, he's dealing here with. I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 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 so yeah. Seeking to establish their own. Verse three. That would that right. would be those who are living their lives according to the law. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Mm. Um. They don't submit to God's righteousness. They're, they're, they're creating their own. They're trying to create their own righteousness before God through the law. Exactly, not through Christ. Right. And so he gets into, from verses 5, and again, I'm not going to go through a deep exposition of this from chapter 10 on, but basically, you know, he, he gets into an exposition, Paul, of Moses's, you know, from, from the Exodus and from other, mm -hmm. from other places, of, you know, how beautiful are the feet of those who spread the gospel and the importance of sharing the gospel with the Israelites, which... You know, and again, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Um, really, should be our attitude towards Jewish people is the idea of look, just like everybody, we should be sharing the gospel with them. But at the same time, there is a special place for Israel, the, the national people of Israel, in God's heart, and we see that not so much with chapter 10, but jumping to chapter 11. Mm -hmm. Okay. He says this, uh, kind of jumping in here. Um, I, I uh, here, uh, I'm just going to kind of bring this up. Um, sure. Yeah, because I, I was, I like the way the ESV said it rather than the, uh, yeah, than the uh, the NASB here. But so, but but yeah. So I'm going to put that aside really quick. So uh, jumping to because I got the ESV up on my screen here really yep. quick. He he says this, picking up in chapter 11, verse one. He says, I ask then, again, he gets into the importance of sharing the gospel with all peoples, how beautiful are the feet of those who share the gospel. Um, I ask then, verse 1 of chapter 11, has God rejected his people? And who is he talking about? His people here. He's talking about national Israel. Hmm. Hmm. By no means, he says. By no means. And so you go back to chapter 9, I mean, like, you know, is there any injustice in God's part? By no means. Chapter 6, right? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. He uses that same emphasis here in, in chapter 11. The King James translates it as God forbid. Hmm. You know, has God rejected his people? God forbid. Um, it's a very emphatic. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And which is, an, which is an amazing. He says, for I myself. Notice verse, verse 1. Bringing it back on him, yeah. Yeah. I am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin, the greatest of all the tribes of Israel. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? 
how he appeals to God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. And so too, at the present time, there is a remnant in Israel chosen by grace. But, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works, otherwise grace would no longer be grace. Again, emphasizing what he talked about in chapter 9. Right. What then? I love it when Paul asks that. It's just like he like writes like we think. I love it. His flow of thought <laughs> is so... Is so, it makes so much sense. It does because he he it's it's like he knows exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's inspired by God. And it is. I mean, it, Holy but, Spirit. But he uses his. He was very good at that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what then? Therefore. Yeah. Yeah. Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it. So he's making a distinction between the elect and Israel. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would mm. not see. In ears that would not hear down to this very day. Is that reference from verse 8? Um, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you got it there? I that's might right. have it here. Hold on. I feel like I that's important to understand. No, 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 absolutely. It would have been uh, Isaiah 29. Isaiah 29. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Yeah, God poured uh, out upon them a spirit of deep sleep. Yep. Of course, Paul is quoting from the Septuagint here, which is why mm. it's a little bit different. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, that would make sense. Okay. So, yeah. He gave him a spirit of stupor. Why? Well, because ultimately we understand that God has a purpose for everything. God is working things out for his glory. And, uh, you know, we talk about a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see, ears that would not hear. Well, <laughs> sometimes I feel like that. Yeah, me too. And so, <laughs> you know? Right. But, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, you can, you can see the, the, the difference between... Uh, those who are chosen, those who are not. Right, and that's his point. He's saying, look, there there are some amongst Israel, just because you're Israelite doesn't mean that you're saved. But yet there is, obviously, we read this from chapter 11, there obviously is a greater plan for the national people of Israel. You see this. That's, what, uh, that's the emphasis of chapters 9 through 11. And I think the biggest point here we see is as you pick up in verse 11. Hmm. Notice, notice chapter 11, verse 11. He says, so I ask, did they, Israel, stumble in order that they might fall? Meaning that is it just so that they could God could destroy them. Right? So that they could just fall away and that's it. And what does he say again there? By no means. By no means. God forbid. Right? God forbid, yeah. Rather, their trespass, through their trespass, salvation has come to the non-Jews, to the Gentiles, so as to make Israel jealous. Interesting. Interesting thing, huh? Yeah. So it, it, Interesting we can, choice of words there. We get into this issue of the means of God. How does God bring about his elect people in the nation of Israel? Mm. How, does God, how does God bring these people who are elect, because there is a remnant, obviously, how exactly is God going to bring them to faith in Jesus Christ? Mm. So we see here, and we're getting in a little bit of eschatology here a little bit, which is where we start kind of moving towards Yeah, that. I wanted to go there right. at some point, yeah. So as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass, the rejection of Christ, means riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their inclusion mean? Hmm. You know, you're talking about the, the national people of God finally accepting their Messiah, finally accepting Jesus Christ, Right? 
How much more, if the Jewish nation would accept Jesus Christ today, let's say that Netanyahu or whatever the guy's name is, is that the... Is that Benjamin the, Netanyahu. Yeah, Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu. You know, imagine if he, like, said, you know what, yeah, we're, we're the nation of, of Israel, but yet we accept Jesus. We're putting in our constitution today, Jesus is king. Wouldn't that be a thing? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> like... I mean, you think about that. That's what he's talking about that, here. Yeah. That, that would qualify us to call each other up and be like, emergency pod! Right, we need to do this now. We're, we're going, going live. live. Yeah, that's, we're going live. But that's what he's talking about I mean, here. That, that, would be, that would be, yeah. It's like, Jesus is king. Yeah, I'm the pr prime minister. Jesus is king. We're going to change this. Imagine their inclusion. Wow, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. That's what he's talking about here. And so, now, this is where I think it's applicable to us today. He says, now I'm speaking to you Gentiles. And this is where I think that our viewpoint on Israel and these kind of wars and stuff like that becomes very, very prevalent in what our attitude should be. Because that's really the idea of this podcast today. Is, is like, well, what is our... What does it mean for us? What does it mean for us? Yeah. This is where it is. I'm speaking to you Gentiles. Okay, I'm a Gentile. Okay. Turning his attention. Yeah. yeah. Inasmuch, then, as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry and in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. Because mm. their salvation is key. Yeah. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? If the dough offered as first fruit is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the fruit is holy, so are the branches. The root. The root. Or, root. Uh, or, or, or uh, and if the root is the only, root is yeah, only. so is, I read that wrong. Um, so are the branches. And this is where it gets really key. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant towards the branches. Hmm. I think that pretty much sums it up right there. <laughs> right? Don't be arrogant towards the branches. Who are the branches? Well, the branches of Jewish people. Yeah. If you are, if you are, remember, it's not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you will say, branches are broken off so that I might be grafted in. Paul says that's true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. And so do not become proud, but fear. Yeah. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Mm. Note then the kindness and the severity of God, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness towards you, or kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. And amen to that. Amen to that, yeah. And if you were cut off, or if you were cut from what is by nature the wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back in into their own olive tree? And I, I love this because it leads into one of my favorite parts of, of the Bible, um, you know, my favorite verses in the scriptures. Um... I'm going to get into that in a second, but really, that is just, I can't think of a better way than, than that to describe what our attitude should be towards Israel, the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, the Jewish people. Don't become arrogant. 
And, 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 How does and, that yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I want to focus yeah, on yeah, that. Please. Yeah, 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 please, please. Yeah. What does it look like? What does this arrogance look like right. today in someone who, someone who may be feeling that right now? What, what, what does that look like right now? I, I think what it comes down to is, is a Romans 9 alone viewpoint. And what I mean by that is we're looking at the election of God, Romans 8 and 9, okay? We, we, we are clearly, the, the, the spiritual Israel is the elect people of God throughout time, all right? Um, you, have, you have one people of God from beginning to end. That is God's chosen people. It's Israel. We are of faith. We are of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if you're Jew or Greek, bond or free, male or female. We see that in Revelation. We see that in other places. Um, you know, and, and so the arrogance comes when we start to say, well, yeah, you know, I can see what God did in and through the nation of Israel throughout the Old Testament. And I can see it through the New Testament as well. And therefore, we discard them. We completely discard them and say that they are nothing. That they that that okay. all of what God did, in and through them, means absolutely nothing in light of that. Whereas it is very, 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 very clear throughout chapters ten and chapter eleven that God, in some way, shape, or form, without getting too deep into the eschatological aspects of it, God has a place in His heart for this particular national people. Um, this particular race of people, whatever you want to call it, uh, they, God used them in this gigantic way uh, throughout time to bring about uh, so much of world history, let alone the Messiah. And, and his eternal plan. And his eternal plan is... is Never mind world history, yeah. that's Right, yeah. And, and that's connected yeah. to the future. Right. Now, now I don't care... It's threaded if, throughout all of time. Right. Yeah. I don't care if you're pre-mill... Post mill, ah mill. I don't really care any of these yeah. these things. One thing that that most of them agree on is that in some way, shape, or form, according to these texts, that there is some kind of future for national Israel. That there's going to be some kind of revival. That there's going to be some kind of national awakening for this people that we should not ignore. And so the idea of us, uh, you know, when they're in trouble, like we see over there right now, Hamas and all these other ones, and joining in. Almost like, well, you know what, like, almost like an indifference. Um, and maybe even, you know, like, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think a lot of our Reformed brethren, uh, you know, join in, you know, to almost the semi-anti-Semitic viewpoints of, like, Luther. I love Luther. I have a Luther plushie sitting right up here. I love Luther. Luther wrote a abominable book. A terrible book by the name, and I I think I mentioned it before on the podcast. Uh, it was it was uh, it was entitled "Of the Jews and Their Lies." Hmm. It was one of the worst things that Luther ever wrote. Uh, big black eye on Martin Luther. Matter of fact, Adolf Hitler utilized and quoted from "Of oh, the I'm Jews sure. and Their Lies" in Mein Kampf. I'm sure he did. Oh yeah, and um, basically what Luther argued, and this is. And again, this is coming from a guy who loves Martin Luther. Okay, I love him. Yep. He did so much. God used even him. the best of us say the worst things. But he he made the argument in in of the Jews and their lies that and basically the argument is this. And again, I'm just kind of bringing it down. Sure. Is that is that they get so close to the gospel, they get they have the they have the uh, the Old Testament scriptures. They have uh, they have all of this evidence, and yet they say, no. mm. and how that's like the most terrible thing in the entire world, and how. You know, they deserve greater punishment because of, of that and everything else. And that's really what he argued for. Okay. And and kind of taking that spiritual Israel 
theology that we just talked, which is clearly in the text of Scripture, but taking it to the nth degree. You get what I'm saying? Like, like we're better than you. You had your chance. You had your chance. Exactly. Kind of, and, and it's going back to the olive tree. He, he's disregarding what it says about the regrafting. Exactly. God has the power to regraft, even if your broken branch separated from the root. Exactly. God can graft you back in. Exactly. That's that's interesting from coming from him. Yeah. Yeah. It I was. Yeah. Yeah. Luther. Luther is a great man of God. God used him in tremendous ways. That's his. <laughs> he had a share of issues, though. Too. He had so many other issues, yeah. right? Yeah. But but that was one of the biggest, in my personal opinion. Right. And because clearly, what we see in this text, um, as regard to election, it says in verse twenty-eight, uh, they are beloved. Because of their forefathers. Hmm. Okay? God can yeah. graft them back in. And, and by the way, that's an amazing thing because, and I wanted to come back to this, because it, it comes back to, well, just reading, picking up in verse 28 of, sure. of chapter 11, it says, As regard to the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, obviously, anybody who is not, you know, a Christian, you know what I mean, obviously. Yeah. But as regard to election, as I said before, they are beloved for their forefathers. Meaning this, is that God still has a place in his heart for his people. Clearly. Regardless of their rejection. Which, I know that that's beyond us, but can God... Yeah, go ahead. You see examples of that all throughout the Bible, too. Yes! I mean, they reject him left and right and all left the time. and right and left and right. And he's, his anger is stoked, and then, it's resi- right. and then it resides, and then it's stoked mm-hmm. again. I mean, the patience... The patience shown. Patience of God. My goodness. I mean, just think of my own life and the patience he shows with me. Right. He had an entire nation constantly rejecting him. Constantly. I know. And not only that, not only saying no, mm-hmm. but then also just going off and worshiping other things. Right. I mean, Bail off, and, offering yeah. their hearts. Yeah. Um, I think, what was the uh, what was the, the term? Um, playing the harlot. Yes, yeah, Hosea. Left, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. The patience throughout the, 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 the eons, right. the, the millennia. Right. Uh, I mean... I mean, you read through, like right now... Untold uh, mercy. You know, daily Bible reading, I'm reading through Ezekiel. And mm. I, I, I'll be honest yes. with you, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Ezekiel because yeah. I end up getting into like this... It's a tough book to read. Yeah, it's a long book. It's a long book, and it's like you go from like this condemnation of Israel to like all of a sudden the angels bringing out the measuring rod and giving you like ten chapters of, you know, the the temple or whatever. It's like oh, it's like oh, it's this is many cubits and all this other. But anyway, you know, I mean, like I know Dan, our, our brother Dan, who is he leads our Bible study. He he always teases because he likes Ezekiel. I'm not a fan of Ezekiel, but anyway, the uh, you know, but anyway, he uh, we all like what we like. Man. I know, yeah. and uh, but 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 as far as this is concerned, very clearly, they are beloved for their forefathers. Sure. So there's clearly a a love of God. Difference for... a difference between beloved and chosen, by the way. Exactly, because we want to make that distinction between the elect of God. Like they're not saved, they're loved. But the, but that's the, an you interesting know, point. It's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not all going to be saved. No. They're no. not all chosen. But it's interesting that despite that, God has a special place in His heart for those particular people. Exactly. That's interesting. And He goes on because he, of the purpose they play, exactly. the role that they play. Because He yeah. says this in verse twenty-nine. Keep going. He says, "For the gifts and the calling of God are, are irrevocable." Meaning, this is that there were promises made in the Old Testament to this particular group of people. 
that are irrevocable. Okay, meaning that God is going to fulfill them someday. Hmm. All right, which gets into eschatology, and again, I'm not going to get too far down that rabbit trail, but it's true. There, there's going to be a future day for Israel. There's going to be. Why? Verse 30. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may receive mercy. Hmm. So there's going to come a time. This is talking about future stuff. It's like God is showing all of us Gentiles a bunch of mercy. At, and, and what's the purpose of that? Well, it's to make them jealous. It's to provoke them to come to Jesus Christ. That's an amazing thing. For God, that's, that's, yeah, isn't that amazing? That's interesting. He's, he's like giving us a, a, a glimpse into the mind of God himself. Yeah, yeah you, you almost think about it. Like, right. All right, like you have these like two kids, right? Yeah. And like so you have um, a kid who is enjoying a toy. Right. Right? And all of a sudden they lose that toy. Yeah. And now all of a sudden this other kid has the toy. Right. And then they're playing with this toy. That first kid is like, hey. I want that toy. I want that toy. <laughs> I, want, I want that toy. I keep playing with that toy. And then it's, it almost, it reminds me of the, in this, it's like provoking them to jealousy. Yeah. So that they may then have the toy. Yes, exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you can see the mindset of that. there. Well, yeah. it's, what's beautiful about this passage, and I want to keep going, but it's, the beautiful about this passage, we get a glimpse into the means that God uses to bring about his ends. Which is something that, that I don't think we emphasize enough in Calvinism and in Reformed theology. Yeah. Is that God is always, like a lot of times we just think, hey, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. God doesn't utilize ends to bring about his means. It's just defeatism, man. It's defeatism, yeah. and, we've, and we talk against this all the time in regard to evangelism. Like specifically, yeah. right? It's like we believe in the elect of God. We believe that God is going to bring about all Whoever of his saved, we'll be saved. Right. Let him do his thing. Right. Whereas we also believe that the means by which God brings about his elect people is you and me. Exactly. Sharing the gospel, that gospelicious truth. Be both. Be both. <laughs> and people get saved. His elect come to him. Yeah. God does that, but he gives us a means by which that's going to happen with Jewish people specifically. How is that going to happen? Hmm. Well, they're going to look at Gentiles, and they're going to see the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. They're going to see the love that, of Christ towards us, and that's going to provoke them to jealousy. That's going to provoke them to... Uh, this wide, according to this, okay, uh, from what I can see, a widespread, uh, uh, well, I think it happens in general, okay, because there yeah. are Jewish Christians today, people who are Jewish by blood, who oh, know sure. Christ, and they love oh, yeah. Christ, and, and, and everything, and we Definitely. praise God for that. Yeah. But I think it's going to happen on a more widespread scale hmm. in this particular case, and that gets into more eschatological issues yeah. when we get into Revelation, which we don't have time to I don't want to sit today, here and predict the future. Right. But what we're talking about here is that, that they may also receive mercy. It says, verse 32 of chapter 11, For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Hmm. Ain't that the so truth? So we're talking about <laughs> a... Right. Well, we're, we're talking about all Jewish. So yeah. like the, the idea is, is that like at, there's... Oh, 32. In, in, yeah, in 32. Words, for God has consigned all Jews to right. disobedience. Oh, got you. Okay. You yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. ultimately... Sorry, I misunderstood that. Yeah. So it's going to be this amazing thing. And then he gets into that doxology, that beautiful doxology, mm. 33 to 36. Mm-hmm. He's talking about this amazing balance between the means of God of bringing about the salvation of this disobedient people who have rejected Jesus Christ. I mean, terribly. I mean, like, and this is where you almost agree with Luther in the sense that they get so close to the gospel, and yet they reject it. But yet, God is using all of that in order to bring about their salvation. 
and the beauty of all of that, and how God is so merciful and so kind and so loving that he would take even those who have rejected him to the uttermost and save them. And so what is his only response? Verse 36. Praise. Yes, praise. Only the depths of the riches, the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given a gift to him that may be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Paul loves Isaiah through this passage. <laughs> yeah, I know, yes. More Isaiah there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, my, my point is this. And please, I'm sorry I'm hogging the podcast today. No, I, 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 I wanted to, I wanted to, you, you had mentioned before the pod that you had some great insight through Romans for this, so I really wanted to dive deep into Right, that, so. and that was the whole point, is like, if you get nothing from today, again, today we're not trying to be, uh, you know, deal with this on a political level, we're not trying to deal with this on Well, there's a, more going on than just politics here. Exactly, there's... There's a bigger picture at play here. There is. We need to be aware of that. And what we see here in chapters 9 through 11, and we see it today um, and, and, and in regard to our attitude and what it should be um, is God's love for this nation. Mm. God clearly has a love for this particular people. Um, and, you know, he clearly has a plan for them. He clearly has a means uh, by which he wants to bring them to himself. He doesn't say that about any other nation just kind of lumps us all in as Gentiles, which I don't know how to take that in many ways, but it's like, right? You know, but 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 clearly throughout the Old Testament, like he picked Abraham, he picked that particular line of people. He used that particular line of people. And through that line of people, like he says in chapter 9, came the Messiah. Um, and for, for that fact and that fact alone, there should be kind of like this, like, okay, <laughs> oh, praise the Lord for them. But yeah. we're talking about Clearly disobedience, which is where the nation of Israel is at, right, at at this point. Now, are all of them going to be saved? No. Every single one of them will not be saved. That's, that's clear. There is a spiritual people of God. But at the same time, God clearly has a remnant of them. And so when we see things like what happened in, you know, with Hamas attacking and seeing these kind of wars and everything going on in the nation of Israel, um, I don't think that as Christians our attitude should be one of indifference. I don't think it should be one of, um, you know, almost like, you know, it, it, it's funny because like even in the reform world, it's like, well, you know, because of their aversion so often to dispensationalism, because, and this is something I failed to mention at the beginning, is that dispensationalism is, I mean, maybe I kind of alluded to it, but, but dispensationalism has kind of fallen out of the vogue. It's kind of fallen out of... Um, popular because of things like Tim LaHaye. We kind of make fun of it. Nick Cage. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the Nick Cage, Kirk Cameron. You know what I mean? They made movies about it and everything else. And it's like, and I've even seen memes of it online with like, you know, on some of the meme pages that I, that I, that I, you know, follow that are, they're almost like, oh, well, you know, Dispies are really going nuts right now because yeah. of what's happening. And it's like, well, listen, guys, push the pause button for a second. Look at the scriptures. Yeah. What should your attitude be about Israel? Are they just another people in the in the you know state of the world, or is there something special about them that we should stop and consider? Um, I'm not talking about considering your eschatology or anything along those lines because maybe you're convinced of all of that. But I would also say, you know what? Hey, maybe now's the time to start thinking about that. 
maybe now's the time to start thinking about like what does God's word actually say about these people and what should our attitude be about them should we be praying for them should we think about them the way that God has has mm. seen them and again I'm not trying to put them in any kind of greater light or anything along those lines because they all need salvation just because they're Jewish doesn't mean that they're saved there is one spiritual Israel of God and that is comprised of all nations tribes and tongues and peoples so please don't hear me saying that but at the same time I have a hard time reading Romans chapter 9 through 11 and not seeing God's special hand of grace upon these people and so as we see again I know I'm, I'm preaching at you brother please no, please me. continue but as I see what's happening in Hamas you know with Hamas and Israel right now what should be our prayer well, my prayer is that as the bloodshed occurs and all this stuff happens that we see that those Jewish people that they get saved that they turn to the Savior that the Christians that are over there even the Jewish people that are that are there who have accepted Jesus as their Savior that maybe they realize maybe this will be part of that great awakening that we see in Romans 11 yeah. that these so, people come to Christ yes, yeah. so I was say sometimes it takes great disaster bringing bringing people low yes to understand that they need Jesus. Amen. I mean, you see that work out personally in, in people's lives individually. I mean, you see that all the time. Absolutely. You see someone crying out to God from their rock bottom. Yes. Um, nationally, as Israel, I mean, maybe it takes war like this to do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe we are looking at the beginning of something great for them. I pray we see revival over there. Yeah. Maybe that's where the, maybe it starts now. Maybe it doesn't. That's for God to figure it's out. It's all God's but, hand. Yeah. You know, this is obviously part of something going on. Absolutely. This isn't, this isn't random. Absolutely. It's so, you mentioned prayer. Yes, sir. Uh, what would be, in your mind, what would be, um, and this might be a simple answer, but I'd like to hear it from you. Uh, what would be some, some things that we should pray for in terms of Israel right now? Well, I mean, you know, obviously from Romans... Chapter 10, verse 1, what does Paul say? He says, Brother, in my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. Romans 10, 1. Romans 10, 1. Start I would there. Start there. Yeah. Um, and I'll tie that into verse 2 where he says, um, he says, For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance to knowledge. Okay. Meaning this is that what that means is that God, I mean, like, this is where it gets a little flaky. It's like they have a, they have a zeal for the God, the true God. We're talking about God, the God of the Old Testament, but not according to knowledge, meaning that they're, that they're missing something. And what are they missing according to chap, the rest of the chapter in chapter 11? Well, they're missing Christ. Mm -hmm. The most so, important piece the of most all. Important. <laughs> so our prayer for them yeah. is that they would be saved. Yeah. And that's that's my thing. It's like when we pray for Israel. Oh yeah, pray for Israel. Pray for peace. Pray for peace. Yeah. Pray that pray that all this bloodshed stops. We should be praying. I said that at the beginning of the podcast. It's like Christians shouldn't be for war. We should pray that for world peace. We should pray for the end of war in Israel. We should pray for the war uh, end of the war in uh, Ukraine and Russia and all these other places that are going on in the world. That that should be our heart's desire. That should be our prayer. We should not be a people of war. We should hate that. We should hate war. With all of our being, we should hate it. But for Israel specifically, that, that, that God would use this for their salvation. Um, 
God takes evil and he use, utilizes it for good, always. Um, and whether that's war, whether that's, you know, whether that's tragedy in our lives, could be, uh, could be cancer, it could be a car accident, it could be, uh, it could be devastation, uh, but what is in God? Any in any number of ways. It could yeah. be God, could, God uses that to change us and call us to himself. And I think that that's what we need to pray for for Israel. I think that with all this going on over there, pray that God would call that remnant to himself. That God would yeah. save these people. I mean, I know I said it facetiously, but like if the president of Israel were to cry out to Jesus Christ right now, and all of a sudden Satan, as part of our charter, our king is Jesus Christ, what would we do? I mean, like... I think I, I know what I would do, be doing. I'd be rejoicing. That'd I'd be, be like, amazing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd be like, yeah, yes, I'm, I'm going to move there. I'm going to move there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on, you know what I mean? But uh, and that's could what you, we need to pray for. But, yeah. But also, could you imagine the escalation that would happen? Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. Wanna, you want to talk about raising the stakes? Yeah, eschatological stuff. You know what I mean? Like, eh, Dude, you know, that would that would right. I mean, the, we're we're dealing with people in Hamas that not only want their country. Or they don't right. want what they think is their country. They don't want Israel to exist. That's right. We're talking about fundamental existence. And and that brings with it another prayer. That brings with it another prayer, because I've focused mostly on Israel, like what we should be praying for. We should also be praying for Hamas and praying for these Muslims and uh, these Islamic jihadists. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's been a part of our lives since 2001, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Uh, we need to pray for their salvation because God can save them too. He can. God can cause a revival through Hamas and all these other places, you know, where Gaza, all Gaza, yeah. all these other places, and there's Christians there too, which is another prayer that we should be praying. Which is fascinating in its own way, <laughs> right? Man, to think about literally living in enemy territory. Mm-hmm. What a wild life that must right. be. To be to be living to be living for Jesus Christ in a Jewish nation, or or, or like in this war torn Jewish Islamic kind of yeah. battlefield, to be a Christian over there because Gaza is just this uh, Gaza Strip. Yeah, 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 right. It's this little strip of land in what I think it's the south southwestern right southwestern part, of, more towards uh, Africa, right, Egypt, right, right, right. Um, little strip of land. Um, that's just. I mean, like you said, war torn is just mm -hmm. that. That's putting it mildly, right? Um, just a piece of land that is just right. Man, it is. It is the 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 violent the level of violence and the level of uh, uh, conflict is right. just it's it's at a level that we will never see we, here. Probably right. we don't we don't understand it over here. We and, just don't um, understand. And and I think I think another prayer is that as we look you know, out at, you know, what's happening in the Middle East. As Christians over here in America, where we, where we, you know, we, we have peace and we have plenty, I mean, for the most part, yeah. uh, that we learn to appreciate those things because I think that's what war does for us. I think especially, and, and again, we're entering into October, into the Thanksgiving holiday and some of these things. I don't think we think... I don't think we're as thankful as we should be. I mean, we'll probably talk about this as we approach Thanksgiving a little bit more. But yeah. but it's like I listen. That's, pro that's probably where I'm going with my sermon, by the way. Oh, amen. Yeah, yeah. My, my yeah, my brother's going to be preaching for me the week uh, the week yeah. of Thanksgiving, and yeah. 
it's like we 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 are not as thankful as we should be. We are not. A th- I mean, but like like I look over there and I see. This I know I'm not. Th- I can speak for me. Oh. It's, if I'm going to confess something on this pod, that's definitely something that right. I realize sometimes. It's in, like my, in my own heart. Yeah. It's like man, like I I it, and I complain about such I know small potatoes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the stupidest things. Like, meanwhile, like, these people over there, this is what war always does. And it's like, it it makes you appreciate, like, the small things. Like, I I have peace here. I have plenty, obviously. Um, You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, you know, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I have a place to worship with a church family. Uh, You know, I, I can, I'm a pastor and I preach the word of God, I can preach it without, yeah. at least with the fear of, you know, have, uh, you know repercussion, yeah. you know what I mean, right? We, you know? we have freedom to create a podcast that talks about Jesus. Right, talk about these things, it's like, you know, it's like we have so much, yeah, and we, and we, we praise the Lord for it. But. So pray for salvation. Amen. Pray for peace. Amen. If you thankful. Amen. That's you, the... That's, you could outline yeah. it. Yeah. So... If you're going to outline it, that would be the perfect way. Would that be the bow? That's the bow. That's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I saw you starting to do this. I know. I'm starting to do the bow. You know, that's <laughs> we have our, right. We have our, hand si- our hand signals that are ready for bow. <laughs> this is our, our two. If you're not, if you're listening, it's, you know, you put your pointer on your yeah. thumb, on both hands, put them together, and tie the bow. Tie the bow. There you go. Gotta do, tie the bow. I feel like we haven't done the bow, like, as, as, uh, as fluidly. We need to get back into that. You know what I mean? Like we're 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 only three pot. Is it three or four? Fourth? Is this fourth. There's a fourth pot. Yeah. 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 We're, we're we're getting back into it. You know what I mean? Slow but sure. And you there's know. the bow. There's the bow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nice. we got it. Nice, we got nice. it, brother. Hey, well, guys. I, I hope I hope that this discussion yeah. has been uh, um, helpful as we try to process what's going on in Israel right now. Um, obviously, this is a people who need prayer. Yes. Um, uh, an area that needs prayer. Everyone involved. Um, we definitely need to be praying for peace, praying for salvation for these people. Yes. Uh, God, there's something going on. Amen. We can we can say that there's something going on. God, God, uh, this is not an oops. No, this is not a mistake. This is God has ordained this. That's right. Um, so you know, as we try to understand it, just understand, um, God's God's got a bigger picture. Amen. Going on. Uh, and um, as we pray, just remember, you know, and, and not necessarily even just, um, I, I, and, I, I, you know, you hear the word Israel, I think sometimes people can almost, like you said, jump to Revelation. Right. And there can almost be like a, um, oh, okay, what is, what is, where, where does this fit? Where does this fit in Revelation? Oh, is this, uh, is this the... the end times, the, like, are we living in, yeah. uh, yeah. Which horse is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, which, which, which cup, which, which seal, you know? Right. Um, I think, I don't think that's really the point of that. No. Uh, I don't think so. We, I, I think for us as believers, um, like you said, we need to just be, um, we need to be praying. Amen. That's the yeah. heart of it. Yeah. Um, so let's, Praise uh, God. let's move on and let's, uh, let's wrap up this episode. Amen, brother. Again, a couple plugs. If you guys are, are watching, um, we are on YouTube. We are on Sermon Audio, the semi-exclusive home of Gospelicious Radio. Uh, check out our, check out our link tree. Uh, it's in the description with all our links to all our socials. Make sure if you're, if you are on YouTube though, make sure to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell to, uh, uh, be alerted 
Amen. When gospelicious content comes your way. Amen. Um, we, uh, again, have our gospelicious giveaway. Don't forget about that. We have a copy of Proverbs Daily Wisdom by Crossway. Uh, cool little Proverbs Bible journal there. Uh, it's an ESV, um, yep. and we're giving that away. So in order to enter that giveaway, uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube and uh, leave a comment telling us why, uh, or telling us what your favorite proverb is and why. Yep. Um, and uh, when uh, we've decided to end the contest, we'll let you know, and we'll pick a winner. Amen. Easy as that. Praise God. Um, so, uh, anything else you want to say as we wrap up here? Um, not so much. I you know, I am still working on uh, Tim's Theology Thursday. I don't think I'll have one out this week, but I'm, I'm aiming for next Thursday. Uh, I got some ideas, and so um, you guys can... Wait anxiously on the edges of your seats for that. There you go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Oh, we are. <laughs> I know. Oh, we are. Uh, yeah, and so uh, don't forget to to check out Gospelish's classics yep. as well as we're going to be re-releasing a bunch of those. If if it's on YouTube, uh, the Gospelish's classics are more specifically for sermon audio listeners. Right. Um, all of our archive and all of our history, That's every single video we've ever released is on YouTube right, right now. So go ahead and check that out if you want to go back to the beginning. Actually, there's some really great episodes. I mean, I think they're all great episodes. Oh, I know. Amen. But uh, there's some great episodes, in the, particularly in the beginning, because it, uh, it uh, at least introduces you to the versions of us in 2019. Right, we've, right. We've changed a little bit, I guess, since then. But, um, but it, it's a great intro as far as getting to know us as people. Right. And so check those out. We actually have, there's a lot of great content on there. Amen. Uh, we've done six, 60 of these now. And, um, Amen. We, uh, we're... We're, we're praying to see where, where God leads us. Amen. All right? So, God. Uh, for Pastor Tim Howard. Amen, everybody. Happy painting, and God bless, my friends. I'm Adam Miner. Have a good one. Yeah, we'll right. see you next time. Adios, guys. Bye, Bye guys. now. Bye see now. See you. Bye now. <laughs>